Welcome to Livelihood, providing tactical and practical tips for women who work. I'm Britt Larson, your host. Relationships with the people that we work with are such a huge part of our day to day. And one thing that I realized, I will never forget it. I was only a few weeks into my first real job right out of college. And I realized, oh my gosh, I am going to spend more time at this teeny little desk with these people I just met than I'm ever going to spend with my actual friends, with my family, or in my own home. One may think, wow, Britt. It really took you getting your first real job to realize that. But with how much I was working with my first job, which was upwards of 70 hours a week, I really spent a ton of time with my coworkers. And depending on the type of person you are, you may love finding your social network through your coworkers. I actually was just thinking, it was so cool. I was scrolling through Instagram and saw that two of my coworkers that I worked with a few jobs ago, one was the maid of honor for another in her wedding. And it just was really fun to see the pictures because I didn't work with them in the same department, but loved both of them, thought they were both great girls and just thought, how cool is that, that they met at work. And some of my closest friends I've met at work as well. But I honestly prefer, and I think it's because of this first job, to keep my work and social life pretty separate. So no matter where you stand, whether you like to be best friends with your boss or like to have a healthy professional distance, or if you like to really participate in everything and go to every happy hour and get involved in the extracurricular stuff at work, regardless, you are constantly working through how you communicate with people. And guess what? These relationships work so much like every other relationship, like your friends and your family. And in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through three to four tips that help you really refine those skills of communicating, earning trust, making sure that you're on the same page with the people that you see all the time. And again, even if you work from home, even more so if you work from home, I think these skills are really important because you have to have trust and camaraderie with people that you don't get to interact with as much as in person. I think it's even more important because you have an added barrier of not seeing each other as much. So the first thing I want us all to just accept is that we work with infallible human beings. We're all human. We make mistakes. We do things wrong. We are going to inevitably make other people's lives harder because we're human. And depending on your personality, you may do this to others on a daily basis. They may do it to you and you may be extra sensitive and you may notice things on a daily basis. That's just human. And that's just being around other people. Now you may think, wow, Britt, this is so straightforward. Why are you talking about this? It's because it has honestly taken me more than a decade to recognize that so many of the things that frustrate me about work are just the things that require me to work with humans. And I have to remind myself that I don't work with robots and that if I did work with robots, I'd have 
totally different problems. So it's important to remember these things that everyone's going to make mistakes, including you. If you're like me, you're hardest on yourself. And then sometimes that can make you hard on others too. You're your own worst critic, but then it also makes you kind of judge and think about how other people's performance is affecting yours. And that can be a really hard kind of constant state to be in. So the last, I would say four or five years, as I've just accepted, people make mistakes. Some of the most successful people make the most mistakes. That's another really interesting thing that I've learned. I can't expect perfection from people, including myself and kind of overcoming that perfectionism mentality, both with the people that I'm around and myself, it's really helped me. But even if you don't struggle with that specifically, I think accepting that it's inevitable that you are going to either make a mistake that's going to harm someone else or upset someone or vice versa, those things are going to happen. Just like they happen in your relationships with your significant other, with your mom and dad, with your siblings, with your friends, they happen with the people you work with because we're all human. You know, if you think about some of the most successful people in the world, like Oprah, Michael Jordan, all these really famous people that have shared some of the things that they failed at, they talk about how big they failed. And I've realized as I've gotten closer to CEOs, to the congressmen I've worked for, the governors I've worked for, the candidates I've worked for, I've worked for some really successful people. They make mistakes and they make them in big ways because they take big risks. So if you want to just lay low, if you never want to get promoted, if you just want to kind of stay in the same place, which more power to you, sister, if that's what you truly want, that's amazing. Sometimes I wish I was more that way and just comfortable and okay with my season. If you want more out of your life, you're going to fail more. You're going to make more mistakes and you're going to be required to earn respect more because you're going to be climbing that ladder or whatever, however you want to think about it. And it takes work. If you know someone who's perfect at communicating at work, please contact me. Because I don't know anyone who is perfect at this. It is the constant skill we're all trying to refine. And then guess what? Here's an added really cool factor in all of this. How we communicate is constantly changing too. I mean, now we're texting. I just had a conversation with people that I work with yesterday and said, we are texting way too much on this team. We have got to either pick up the phone and call each other or meet up with each other in person because it's just too hard to do this in texting. So really all of this comes back to trust. While you don't get to choose your coworkers often, even as a manager, I I didn't feel like I truly got to choose people, even though I hired them, I had to make choices based on things other than just likability and whether or not I was going to be friends with someone. You do get to decide how you react to problems in the workplace And the major difference between how you treat your coworkers and friends is that your friends and family, they're going to love you pretty much no matter what, even if you treat them poorly, which we all know, oftentimes the people we love the most, we have the most difficult relationships with, your work family isn't the same. You have to be more careful. They don't owe you the same respect and kind of given trust that your friends that you've had for a long time and your family does. 
So if you've recently gotten into an argument, a disagreement, something that's been difficult at work, and you want to be prepared for when this will happen, and I'm saying when because it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it's going to happen. We all know that this happens. Let's talk about what you can actually do. But the real focus of these three tips is that you are constantly regaining and gaining coworker trust. To me as a manager, that is my number one goal. My people have to trust me. If my people don't trust me, they won't get things done. They won't enjoy their jobs. They won't believe me when I push them. They won't believe me when I promise them things. And you better believe that my number one pet peeve with a manager is not trusting them. And I've had several that I've trusted that we jive well. I know that the promises that they make me, they're going to try and keep them. I know that when they're asking things of me, they're doing it for the right reasons. And just like I'm sure everyone listening, I've had bosses and managers that I could not trust. Either from day one, I recognize this is just someone who isn't trustworthy in their business dealings, which unfortunately has happened to me quite a few times. Or just someone who says things to get me out of their office or just isn't the right kind of personality to be a manager. And frankly, nothing bothers me more because like every relationship, it's built on trust. And these relationships aren't that different. They are just like the ones that we have in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our homes. So the first tip I want to tell you about is probably the toughest for me. And it's tough because we are all so used to hiding behind our phones. It's like I said, I was having this conversation and I said, we've got to stop texting each other about difficult things. So the first tip is talking things out in person. If you're disagreeing with a coworker, or maybe it's not even a heated argument and I really feel like it's, it's really important that you don't hide behind your phone. If you're in Slack or some other instant communication messenger type thing and you're annoyed or you're getting frustrated, you have to get up from your desk or pick up the phone, whatever's easier and get on the same page with your coworker. And I want to tell you that every single time I've done this and I've been frustrated, it's always worked out more efficiently in person. Now notice I didn't say that it was easier to work it out in person because it's way easier to just let it go. So it's really, really tough to get up and go talk to that person. Nothing bothers me more than passive aggressive communication in the workplace. And it is so common. So here's a tip that really helps me to diffuse a situation. Simply just respond and say, Hey, can we chat about this in person in response to a text or a Slack or something like that? And I've noticed that it allows both parties just to chill out. You both just kind of think, is this really something we want to talk about? And maybe you both just let it go. Now, recognize that you can't just let it go and actually let it fester. So this has to be truly letting it go. But in today's communication environment, you have to either talk about it in person or work it out. It takes a lot of discipline to just get up from your desk and go talk about it. But it is always worth it. 
Now, you may have a situation where you're dealing with someone who is difficult to talk to or that you just don't jive with. Again, we're all human. You're not going to jive with everyone. So just be careful how you communicate with them. Sometimes I've noticed there are certain people that we just do better in email. And then I just have to suck it up and not be sensitive about the things that they say. So you're going to figure it out. But when possible, you're going to work it out in person if things get heated, because it's really, really important that you remain professional, which brings us to our second point. Stay calm. And then if you have to remove yourself from the situation, nothing annoys me more than the stereotype of women getting unnecessarily emotional, heated, frustrated, angry, whatever you want to call it at work. And sadly, I've seen it. And I've seen men get just as angry, but there's just something that people don't forget about a woman screaming in the workplace. It's never okay. And I just really want to make that clear that it's never professional to yell or to call your coworkers or employees names. None of those things are okay. And I really hope that most of you listening are thinking, what? This has never happened in my workplace. Sadly, it's happened everywhere I've worked. I don't know what it is. I'm just attracted to places with crazy people who love to yell. So if you need to walk away from the conversation, don't just walk away. Make sure you let your coworker, your supervisor know, I need to clear my head. This should be your last resort because it's usually not a super professional thing to walk away from someone who's trying to resolve an issue, even if they're not doing it in the right way. But it's much better to walk away than to completely lose your cool. And I'm sure you've been in that situation where you've thought, why didn't I walk away before I started sobbing? Or why didn't I say, can we catch up on this in a couple hours? I just need some time to regroup and gather my thoughts. Usually it just diffuses the situation. Now, I had a boss somewhat recently who liked to use humor to diffuse the situation, and I couldn't stand it. And I ended up one time, he was laughing about a problem that I had brought to him that was very serious. And I just said, I'm sorry, I don't find this funny. I need to go take a walk. And I just left his office. And it really upset him. And he came to me and said, I found that very unprofessional. You can't just leave my office when you're talking to me. And I stood up for myself and I said, I found your laughing very unprofessional. And let me tell you right now that if I had stayed... I knew that I was going to say something that I'd regret. So I found that it would be more professional for me to remove myself from the situation. So that was a hard conversation to have. It was not, not an easy conversation. And he eventually, he definitely didn't completely change his personality, but he eventually realized that laughing or trying to make light of real problems didn't help me. It didn't make me feel better. It made me feel worse. And because he was my manager, it was his job to figure that out. Now, if you're just in a conversation that's getting a little heated, sometimes it helps to just remind your coworker, Hey, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of things. Try to stay calm. Like any argument, if you (laughs) have ever watched anything that makes fun of marriage counseling, or you've been to marriage counseling, you know that it's important to remember never to use the word never. Don't say always. You are on the same team, just like a partnership and a marriage, a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, significant other relationship, just like a friendship. 
So you have to show them that before you disagree with them. So you have to build up that equity, that 401k of friendship before those moments, or you're going to get in that angry position and you're not going to be able to resolve things. So sometimes this requires taking that person out to lunch that really rubs you the wrong way. And sometimes this requires giving in and just letting people have their way so that you're not fighting about every little thing. It takes some give and take, some trial and error, and it's an art and not a science. But just as a reminder, you can own how you react. So if you need to walk away, that's fine. I wish more women owned that. I have just seen so many situations in my career that could have been avoided if the man or woman in the room said, hold up, pause, time out. This is getting a little out of control. Let's regroup tomorrow. Let's sleep on it. Everyone's on the same team. Let's talk tomorrow. If we just did a little bit more of that, don't you think we'd all feel a little bit more comfortable? But it's this need to solve the problem in the moment that often makes it worse. So if you're a manager, lead by example and say that. Say, well, we're getting a little, things are getting a little heated. Let's recognize that. That probably means we're close to a solution, but it doesn't feel like we're being productive here. And that's honestly something that's really important to remember, that some conflict is healthy. If you've ever worked anywhere that doesn't have conflict, you know what I mean. It's so weird because you know that the conflict is just happening in rooms with closed doors and behind people's back because conflict is inevitable because we're human. So it's really, really important to remember that conflict is going to happen and you can prepare, you can practice. If you know you're going into a difficult conversation with your manager, someone you work with, I can't tell you how many times on the way to work I have practiced giving difficult feedback to an employee. It just takes some time and you're probably going to get it wrong because you're not perfect and that's okay. And the last theme and idea I want you to think about is to put on your suit of armor. And this may sound like the opposite advice of being your true self at work. There's a lot of stuff out there right now that is speaking to this idea of being all you and bringing your whole self to work. And in a lot of ways, I like it. And in other ways, it feels like so much pressure and it doesn't really feel that helpful. So let me just tell you what I mean by putting on your suit of armor. This is actually something that my mom taught me, especially early in my career. She started a business in her early 20s and she constantly would tell me by the time I was in my 30s, I wasn't crying when a customer wasn't happy. I was able to work through things much faster and I wasn't nearly as sensitive. If you take every little thing that your coworkers or your manager says personally, you will lose your mind. It's super important that you develop a thick skin and make sure that you create boundaries so that when an annoying employee or coworker says something sarcastic, you can bounce back and it doesn't derail you. It's so, so frustrating when this happens because it often can feel more overwhelming than the work itself. If you've dealt with someone at your work who has gossiped about you or a difficult situation with a manager, you know 
that it can feel so distracting from your actual job. And you start to feel like you're spending more time worrying about this festering little issue than the thing that you come into work to accomplish every single day. So it's just really important that you protect yourself. And I am not saying you shouldn't be vulnerable or that you shouldn't be open, but at the end of the day, you are not the company unless you own it. And that's a totally different topic. And you are going to leave at the end of every day with your integrity intact. And you can't do that if you either let people walk all over you or you're a jerk to other people because you don't have any boundaries or you just don't have any kind of sense of how to stand up for yourself. So I think it's just really important that you walk in knowing that people have good intentions, but they're going to make mistakes. They may even say something that's really, really hurtful. We haven't even gotten into the topic of what is something is beyond just unprofessional and slightly inappropriate or inappropriate. What do I do? Do I take it to HR? That's not what we're talking about here. That's a totally different topic that I frankly don't feel educated enough to talk about because I'm not an HR person. But I really do think it's important that you protect yourself. Think about who you trust at work. Think about the relationships that you want to develop, that you want to be known for having. If you consider that the people that you work with are human, you'll probably be more successful at communicating with them, especially when times get tough because it will get tough. If you work in any kind of industry that has a busy season or you have deadlines you have to reach or you have late hours which is every industry, everyone gets tired. So often, just like little children, your coworkers are going to be frustrated because they're hungry or they're tired or something is going on at home. So if you take things personally, that actually have nothing to do with you. You've wasted your energy and your time. I can't tell you how many times I've realized days later after really being hurt by something that's happened at work, that something was going on in the personal life of either my manager or my coworker or employee that was influencing how they were acting. And I've gotten better as I've gotten older at just asking. It's not really professional to ask in the heat of the moment. Oh, are you crying about this? Because something is going badly at home. (laughs) It's not really appropriate, but if you're sensing a pattern with someone, you can see if you can get them to open up And again, that comes from the equity that you've built up with them over time. And that's frankly why it's important to have work friends. It's why it's important to have allies because you really want to approach your work relationships just like you do your personal relationships. And in fact, fact, I have this conversation with my employees all the time. I've asked employees daily at some point, would you approach that in your personal relationship the same way? Would this work with your spouse? Would this work with your boyfriend? Would this work with your friend? Because it just helps to humanize the problem that you have with a coworker. And we don't get to choose our coworkers. We don't. We get to choose our friends. We don't get to choose our family. And at the end of the day, you want them to back you up. 
And I've talked about this before in building your own brand. In that episode, I talk about why you need allies. And this goes hand in hand with that, that you need allies, but you also need to protect yourself. So develop a thick skin and put on that suit of armor and know that you are more than your job. That's really where I want to leave things because I think at the end of the day, if we remember that humans are human and that everyone has wants and needs outside of the workplace and that they matter in ways that we can't even recognize at work, we'll treat people better. And guess what? The really cool added bonus of that is we will actually get more work from them and they'll make us more money. So selfishly as business owners, I think every single CEO and entrepreneur should be thinking more about this topic. How can I get the people that work together to like each other more and to work better together, but also to have boundaries with each other? One thing that's really hard, and it's why I started this episode with this very first tip, we are constantly available. We have Slack, we have Workfront and Asana and project management systems and emails and notifications, and we are never far from our coworkers. And that requires a lot of communication. So be careful, be smart about this because they're not your family. You could make a mistake that could be job-threatening. And I don't want that for you. I want you to have friends at work. I want you to build a brand, just like I've talked about in previous episodes, that you're proud of. And most importantly, I want you to communicate in a way that gets you what you want at work. That, at the end of the day, is really what's most important. When you're in a heated argument, think about what I really want out of this. Do I really care that much about being right? Do I really care about the outcome or do I just get caught up in fighting with this person for no reason? So I hope this has given you a lot to think about. I really, truly think if we all could just remember more of these concepts, workplaces would be a little more human. One of my favorite resources on this topic is Brene Brown. I'm sure you all have read stuff by her, follow her. Um, Her newest book is so amazing. And it is all about this topic. She talks about being more empathetic, but still having the vulnerability to be open about your problems, but still having boundaries. It's like the perfect mix of all these things that I've talked about. So Uh, make sure you check it out. If you haven't read it already, it's called dare to lead brave work, tough conversations, whole hearts. She talks about all of these concepts in greater depth. And as obviously with her background as a social worker and psychologist, much more educated about the psychological side of this, I'm much more practical. And that's why I narrowed this down into three tips, get up and go talk to people Make sure that you're doing as much as you can face-to-face. Number two, stay calm. Remove yourself if you have to. Never lose your cool at work. It's not okay. It's not professional. Do not make it a habit because other women are watching and we need each other to prove that women can handle tough situations at work, just like men. And number three, put on your suit of armor. Go into battle and be ready because 
it's going to happen. You're going to have to be prepared to fight for yourself and fight for others. I hope this episode was helpful. If so, I would love for you to give an iTunes review, even if it wasn't helpful. Constructive criticism. I'm all for it. And please share with your friends, your coworkers. Maybe this is a good way to solve some of the problems you've been having at work. Share this episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Livelihood. Please share this episode with your friends and be sure to follow Livelihood on Instagram and join the Livelihood community group on Facebook. You can always find more info and episodes on livelihoodwith a y.com.